You're listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with Ioni Butler. Join me every Tuesday to hear conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. The goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new ideas and techniques that will inspire and uplift you. Today, let's talk about going from feeling fatigued to feeling fantastic with Ashok Gupta. And a myth that I'd like to dispel is this 10,000 steps myth, which everyone's buying their Fitbits and whatever and walking 10,000 steps. Interestingly, what's far more powerful than 10,000 steps is simply becoming breathless. So there's no evidence that 10,000 steps will actually increase your longevity or your cardiovascular system. But actually, getting out of breath a couple of times a day is very important. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This week's episode is another one from our archives. I interviewed Ashok Gupta back in February 2018. And what he said about getting exercise daily, getting your heart rate going rather than just doing casual exercise that doesn't make you sweat is something that I've taken on board ever since. Every morning I go for a short jog, about one mile, takes me about 10, 15 minutes around the block just to get my heart pumping. And it's amazing how much more energy I get from doing that. A bit about Ashok. He spent the last 20 years researching health and well-being and creating unique techniques to help people improve their lives. He runs a global clinic specializing in treating ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and multiple chemical sensitivities. He also has a not-for-profit meditation app and a documentary series, which is a complete self-development program. In this episode, we spoke about why he began studying fatigue, the different levels of fatigue, things that can help with chronic pain, pro-inflammatory state and how it causes pain and fatigue, why we need to be more active, the MEND protocol, the 10,000 steps myth, the ways to get our sleep rhythm and digestion back to normal, and so much more. If you often feel tired and exhausted and want to improve your energy levels, you'll get a lot out of this episode. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode with friends or on social media. It really helps us reach more people. Without further ado, enjoy this week's show. Thank you, Ashok Gupta. Thank you so much. Rather than me do a bio, because I normally always ruin it, I like just Mm -hmm. to have guests introduce yourself and just share whatever it is that you would like our audience to know about you. Well, thank you, Ioni. It's wonderful to, uh, to be with you here today, finally. I know it took us a while to, to get there. We uh, did actually, it! I, we did it, exactly. Um, and actually, the reason that I wasn't able to come on is because I broke my ankle. So, interestingly, today, uh, I can give some feedback on going from exercising regularly and how I felt energised to then not exercising and how it impacted on my fatigue. So, uh, my ankle's a lot better now. Glad um, to hear it. Yes. So, in terms of a bit of background to myself, so, um, I actually uh, suffered from ME and chronic fatigue syndrome when I was at university many years ago. And I remember back to that time, I mean, it was an awful, awful time. Um, I was young, yet I was felt ill all the time. And I thought, this is a brick wall. You know, my life's over. People have this for 20, 30, 40 years. How am I ever going to get better? That's it. Mm. And I, you know, it was a very depressing time. But I researched the brain neurology of emotion, the brain neurology of, of actually fatigue, and got myself 100% better, um, and then set up a clinic to treat other people with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and also multiple chemical sensitivities. Mm. Now, in my research, obviously I realized that there are a certain very small subset of people who suffer from uh, extreme fatigue, so chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, where fatigue is just one symptom. 
Whereas actually there's many people in the population who are suffering from generalized fatigue, background fatigue. So that was something that I also spent a lot of time um, researching. So then uh, we've got this global clinic that treats people with those illnesses specifically. Um, and I've also set up a app and a film called The Meaning of Life Experiment, which I, I know you know about, which is an app with 30 meditations and also has got a 30 videos, which is a whole self-development, self-improvement program uh, that uh, is, is quite complete in a lot of ways, looks at our mental, physical and emotional as well as spiritual well-being. Mm. So yeah, that's a bit of background to myself. Fascinating stuff and all very necessary um, is if anyone has experienced fatigue um, or just kind of general tiredness, um, it's definitely something that I have felt. Um, it's, it's kind of getting better now. And Ashok, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, mm. A couple of months ago, as everybody knows that kind of joins these Facebook lives regularly, um, I deal with depression as it comes up now and again. Um, and a couple of months ago, it was quite prevalent to the point where, and I was exhausted all the time. I actually went to the doctor to get a bunch of blood tests because I was like, is there something wrong with me um, on a, I don't know, biological level? Everything came back clear, but it was, I definitely think it was my emotional stuff that was, that was causing the tiredness because when I'm in that state of depression, I don't want to get up or do anything. So what I'm curious to know from you is, you know, everybody might not have had it as chronically as, as you do or experienced it. But what are the different types of fatigue? What's kind of more common? Um, yeah, so from, from your stuff and then, you know, what have you experienced with other types of fatigue for people? Yes, yeah, so um, there are different levels of fatigue. So there's mild fatigue where people, um, perhaps because of their lifestyle issues and the mind stuff, which we'll come on to, experience occasional fatigue, regular fatigue. And then there's also then a more moderate fatigue, which is when people, as you say, have mild states of depression, anxiety, stress. And on top of that, they may have a deficiency. So they may have a vitamin D deficiency. They may have diabetes, iron deficiency. So anemia is a common cause of fatigue. So as you've done, I always recommend people to go and have all the blood tests to get everything clear. And once all the physical aspects are clear, then you know that actually this is probably more to do with the mind. Right. and our emotions right. and that's the dominant cause of fatigue so if you look at anxiety depression and stress the number one symptom that they share is fatigue or severe fatigue mm -hmm. um, and in fact it's the number one uh, complaint that people go to a, a doctor or a physician for is um, you know fatigue caused by some of these types of conditions um, and then obviously when it gets very severe people then go into a different illness, which is chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia, where actually a vicious cycle in the brain is causing uh, the fatigue to feed off itself. Mm. And it's not just fatigue, it's a whole stimulation of the immune system and nervous system. So that's a separate thing. But in mm. terms of mild to moderate um, fatigue, it's very, very common actually. And that doesn't surprise me. Like when you are stressed or feeling in those places, it's exhausting. It's yeah. so exhausting just with the mental energy that goes into it. And then just, I guess, the physical effect of worrying what that does to your body, pumping chemicals into it. Like, it's exhausting. Uh, yes. Yeah, so once again, um, if, people, if someone's suffering from a condition which has symptoms of fibromyalgia, then they will experience a lot of heaviness. They'll experience pain. They'll experience difficulties thinking. So a whole range of very severe symptoms. And for that, we recommend our brain retraining program. So that's a, that's a different thing. That's when it's got so severe mm -hmm. that uh, something, it's 
causing its own severe illness in and of itself. And so that's where the brain retraining comes in. But as I talked about, most people are still experiencing mild to moderate fatigue and heaviness and a lack of energy, a lack of enthusiasm, which doesn't seem to have a specific cause. And the reason the medical profession has a difficulty dealing with it is because the traditional medical profession traditionally looks at the body like a car. You know, something goes wrong in the this area of the car, we fix that and everything's fine. Oh, this hormone is low, we fix that, everything is fine. But in more alternative and complementary medicine, we see that the whole human being is one thing. It's one person, it's one energy. And we talk about uh, chi energy or prana energy. And we know that you might be sitting behind a desk all day, you're not doing any physical activity, you're not tiring your body, but you could be stressed and feel absolutely physically exhausted at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that's not something to do with the physical body as such, it's the effect of the mind. And the mind is the number one reason. And it's so interesting, you know, I, have, I meet a lot of people who I call the worried well, who feel this sluggish, sluggishness and heaviness and don't feel energized. And they're constantly looking for that miracle food that's going to suddenly give them a boost of energy. Oh, I need chia seeds. Yes, that's why I'm not feeling well, so I'm not eating chia seeds. Or I need my wheatgrass shots. And they become obsessed with these supplements and, and diet, whereas actually the number one reason, which is harder to deal with, is our minds. You know, mm-hmm. worry, anger, uh, sadness, those three emotions are the ones that Shame drain us of our energy. Yeah, yeah. Shame and guilt, I want to add to that too, because I think that they're pretty powerful ones. Um, 100%. So Ashok, you've been, you've been ill. Um, uh, so what advice would you, and you see you saying earlier about not being able to exercise. Um, mm. so what were the things that kind of got you back to, to health and feeling, um, energized and active? Um, and so then in that respect, what would you give to Carol? Who's, um, in bed feeling uh, a lot of pain? Sure. So as I said, when it comes to severe pain, ongoing illness that lasts more than six months, that's where someone needs to get that checked out by their doctor and if they get a diagnosis of MECFS or fibromyalgia then we would recommend our a brain retraining program which is called the Gupta program. If someone is just dealing with occasional to moderate uh, pain uh, uh, and then fatigue uh, we recommend something that I call the Gupta MEND protocol so M-E-N-D stands for MEND and this is really how I live my life and we've worked with a lot of you know, thousands of people at our clinic And the MEND protocol we found has been really powerful at getting to the root causes of of stress and the root causes of fatigue and how we can reduce it um, in our lives. Um, So I thought before I go through that, I might just give a bit of background as to why more and more people in the population are experiencing all of these symptoms. Um, And I think it's because our bodies and our nervous system and our immune system were designed for a different era. So from an evolution point of view, we were designed to be either hunter-gatherers or um, working on farms. So we were outdoors, we were getting exercise and activity, we were mainly eating a diet without um, additives within it. And then suddenly in the last hundred years or so, we've started living in boxes, moving in boxes and working in boxes, not getting enough daylight, not getting activity and exercise and also eating a bad diet. And so, you know, when I go to India, you know, I sometimes go to these villages where I see some of my relatives and you see people there who are incredibly poor and don't have great diets, but they never complain of fatigue or feeling down, they, they feel very happy. And I compare that to the fact in the West or certain countries, we have everything that we need, and yet we don't seem to have that energy, that enthusiasm, and uh, that kind of drive that I've seen 
in, in some people that don't have anything. Mm. And I was really thinking about this, and I think it's because of the way that we are living. We live in what I call a pro-inflammatory state. And I think this is the root cause of why so many people are experiencing fatigue. So let me explain what inflammation is for those people who don't know. Um, imagine the immune system in our body that protects us from danger is always supposed to be in a state of balance. It's not supposed to be overstimulated. So it's like a car alarm. The car is protected by the car alarm. But then if the car alarm is a bit too sensitive, if a cat jumps on the car, the car alarm goes off. And we all have that situation where a car alarm goes off, but we just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Or someone walks past and the car alarm goes off again. So most of us in the population are in this low grade inflammation where that car alarm keeps getting set off. And because it gets set off, it's using up a lot of our background energy. Mm -hmm. And the MEND protocol is designed to reset our kind of nervous system and our immune system. So when it comes to this pro-inflammatory state, uh, in terms of my, MEND, so M-E-N-D, M stands for mind. So we're in a situation in life where we're experiencing more stress, more anxiety, more depression. Uh, we're using devices which are keeping our nervous system stressed. We're not exercising enough. Our nighttime routines mean that most people aren't getting enough sleep. So the N stands for nighttime routine and D stands for diet. So we're eating an inflammatory diet with lots of sugar, oil, refined mm -hmm. flour, fried foods, gluten, dairy, processed foods, all of these foods, which are recent introductions to our diet, all inflame the system. So trouble is in the mind, lack of exercise, a bad nighttime routine, so you know, not deep sleep, and a bad diet are all contributing to this pro-inflammatory state, which means they're experiencing uh, fatigue constantly. And mm. so we have the Gupta MEND protocol, which is addressing all four of these. Right. Um, I think that point that um, Ashok just made is super, super helpful of those looking at those four things um, that could be causing you to feel that way and looking into his um, MEND program to help you address some of those things. Definitely. And I only, I'm very happy uh, for people uh, for me now to spend a few minutes just going through the MEND protocol actually and, and kind of giving away what it is that we, we do in the MEND protocol. So I'm very happy to go through those four right now. Uh, totally. Want. So everybody, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for anyone that was asking. So in terms of the MEND protocol, so M stands for mind in terms of what causes the issues. So in terms of the protocol itself, M stands for mindfulness and meditation. So we know from a lot of studies that the number one quickest and easiest way to boost your levels of energy is to dedicate some time to regular meditation and also breathing, right? Because when we feel tired, when we feel depressed, when we feel anxious, the rhythm of our breathing changes and we don't get enough oxygen into the cells, which also then creates a self-fulfilling strategy. We feel more depressed because we're not getting enough oxygen. So I advise people to take up regular meditation. So we have a, a not-for-profit app called The Meaning of Life Experiment where people can meditate for 20 minutes a day. And in terms of breathing, um, in the app, there's some breathing exercises, but also we recommend a course called the Art of Living course, which is artofliving.org, which is a fantastic course which you know, energizes the body full of um, oxygen and everything like that. And people really find that energy increases as a result of that course. Mm. And a recent Harvard study found that those people who learnt meditation, they followed them for a year before they learned meditation and a year afterwards. And they found there was a 50% drop in their usage of medical facilities. Can mm. you believe that? Mm. So imagine if that was a pill that Pfizer came up with, it would be the miracle drug of the 21st century. Mm. And yet we have a drug here that takes 20 minutes a day, 
that can halve our usage of medical facilities, which is you know, just miraculous. Mm. And in that study, it was the magic number is 20 minutes. So if we dedicate 20 minutes a day, perhaps in two 10 minute sessions before breakfast, before dinner, we will find that our energy levels increase, our happiness increases, we don't feel so sluggish anymore. And the breathing also oxygenates the body and, and gets the rhythms correct. So that's the M for mindfulness and meditation. E is for exercise. And so movement is so important as one of your guests has just mentioned. And a myth that I'd like to dispel is this 10,000 steps myth, which you know, everyone's buying their Fitbits and whatever and walking 10,000 steps. Interestingly, what's far more powerful than 10,000 steps is simply becoming breathless. So there's no evidence that 10,000 steps will actually increase your longevity or your cardiovascular system. But actually getting out of breath a couple of times a day is very important. So two or three 10 minute walks in nature, walking fast enough that you're out of breath really tunes our whole system and is very healthy for it. So rather than thinking, oh, oh no, I've got 5,000 steps left. Instead, it's the quality of your exercise and movement not the quantity of your movement that really matters. And if we can do that in nature, getting lots of light, that's really good. And because we're moving and getting our energy flowing in the body, our sleep becomes deeper at night as well. So it's a win-win uh, situation. So that's all we're asking. You know, I think these small little changes are very powerful. You know, 10 or 20 minute meditations a day, a couple of brisk walks in nature every day, and you'll already start feeling the energy flowing um, into mm. the system. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, the nighttime routine. What we really mean is sleep, but if, it, if we use the S, it would have been the MEST protocol instead of the MEND protocol. Ah, so we cheated. And that doesn't have a good <laughs> ring to it. This is what you did there. Very smart. Yes. So we called it the nighttime routine. Most of us are getting six and a half to seven hours of sleep, but actually we really need seven and a half hours to eight hours of sleep. And I know some people say, oh, but I don't need that. Actually, studies have shown that most people, the vast majority of people in the, in the population, need seven and a half to eight hours sleep minimum to operate at their optimal uh, functionality. So their cognitive skills are at their best, their energy levels are at their best. And so having a good sleep routine is very important. Just like if you've got children or you've got a baby, you don't stimulate them at night, you get them into a routine and gradually allow them to slowly get back to sleep. And so getting up um, and sleeping at the same time is very important, allowing yourself the seven and a half hours minimum, avoiding caffeine and alcohol, uh, so caffeine, any caffeine after four o'clock in the afternoon can still keep you awake. Mm -hmm. And the number one reason I believe we're seeing more depression, more anxiety, more stress in the, in the population is actually our devices. Mm -hmm. So in the evening, what a lot of us are doing is staring at these screens, which emit blue lights, which are keeping us awake, as well as um, the fact that when we're on a device, it's a lean forward experience. So we're keeping our mind active when we should be resting it. So the last few hours before we go to sleep, we don't want to use a device. Um, we want to do things that is closer to our nature. So chatting with friends, you know, playing with our children, singing, dancing, you know, tribal cultures will sing and dance in the evening, which then allows people to have a better sleep. And we also have a, a meditation called the get back to sleep meditation, which often helps people. Um, and reading at night is very powerful. And just yeah. to finish off, the D is for diet. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, no, Ashok, you're going to turn us into a muesli-eating, uh, sandal-wearing hippie. You know, you're going to tell us this diet that we've got to take. Actually, there's some very small changes that we can make to our diet to reduce inflammation. So we want to reduce the big inflamers, so caffeine, alcohol, oil, 
fried foods, dairy and gluten, and we don't have to cut them out. We simply reduce them. And studies show that when we shift to a more plant-based diet, so more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, oats, rice, nuts, fish, um, then we find that the energy levels seem to return back to normal. So when we shift from this unusual modern diet that we're eating to a more traditional diet, which is more plant-based. Mm -hmm. And finally, some anti-inflammatories like turmeric, ginger, vitamin D, our omega-3s, getting sunlight, all of those things also uh, reduce the inflammation in the body. But out of all of these four in the men's protocol, it is the mind stuff, the mindfulness, meditation, breathing, that's the most important. Yet in our modern culture, it's the one that we give, that we give least attention to. Mm -hmm. And with the mind, what we also want to do is have some purpose, some inspiration. Why would your body give you energy if you don't feel inspired in life, to live an inspired life, to live your life purpose? So really gaining that passion and understanding what really drives you and incorporating that into your life is so important as well. I couldn't agree more. That is, it is incredibly helpful, all of those four things. And so anyone that was talking about kind of feeling tired, low, depressed, every single one of those points was fantastic. And I 100% agree with all of those. So thank you for that really simple but helpful um, breakdown. Yeah, so shift work actually um, throws our sleep rhythms, our cortisol rhythms, our hormonal right. rhythms completely out of whack. And it increases uh, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, um, and cancer. And so really, if we are having to work in shift work or we're not getting natural light, there are certain lamps that we can buy um, which can actually start stimulating the correct sleep rhythms and hormonal rhythms within it. So I would suggest getting one of those light boxes. You can get them on, on Amazon and whatever, and they tend to regulate our system better. But here's the thing. If she's working, if she's working on opposite hours, the lamp won't help if she has to be awake for work on hours that aren't part of our sleep rhythm, right? Yes, absolutely. So in those particular situations, uh, the manufacturers of these lamp boxes do have specific ways that you can use them if you're experiencing shift work to reduce the effects of it. So there are I special see. ways. I see. So when she is at home, when she's not working and it's kind of the opposite time of everything or whatever, you can use the light You can use it to come back into your, the next sleep rhythm that you're going to need in the coming week. Yeah, so you can lose, use a light box to bring you back to your normal sleep rhythm. Uh, yes, I mean... What the men's protocol is about putting our system into what I call the optimal healing state. Right. So whatever um, illness we might be suffering from, maybe we're recovering from an operation or as this person has said, a concussion. Actually, the men's protocol puts your body and your system into a finely tuned state so it can better deal with some of these issues. And of course, if you've got had a concussion, um, it can affect you mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm. So getting on top of all of this is all the more important. And I give my example of my ankle. You know, when my ankle broke, I noticed that because I wasn't physically exercising and doing cardio anymore, I noticed little shifts in my mood that weren't there before. But mm. to compensate, I started meditating a bit more, making sure I was eating a healthier diet, you know, getting a bit more sleep. And that was able to compensate for the fact that I couldn't exercise. Mm. So all four of these things are not things that we need to feel are pressures. But if we just do a bit of each of those, I think it can really make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Following this protocol, the, the meditation, the mindfulness, the eating, the, your evening, what are your evening routines of switching off? Um, yeah, and I would say the most powerful thing uh, to get sleep rhythms back, because obviously when we're treating people with chronic fatigue syndrome, that's at the very severe end of an overstimulated nervous system. The number one thing is during the day, can you meditate in the morning before breakfast 
and then meditate before your evening meal. Because when you meditate in the evening, you let go and reset your nervous system from all the stresses of the day. Mm. Then your digestion is better. So when you're eating, your digestion is uh, better because you've calmed the nervous system. And then in the evening, you have a wind down towards sleep. And I, we have some meditations that can help people whilst they're lying in bed to actually fall asleep as well. Mm. And as I said, reading in the evening, making sure you're not stimulating yourself. If you've got worries, you're, you're getting those worries out of your mind. Mm. That can get the sleep rhythms back to normal. So there's a few simple things that we can do. But the simplest and most powerful is meditation. And if you're finding the meditation isn't even calming you, the solution is to just meditate for longer. Mm -hmm. and also to practice with breathing techniques so it's a bit like you know some people do it for a few days and think oh this isn't working but it's like going to the gym after you haven't been for 10 years and expecting to suddenly pump you know lots of iron and think yes it's going to be easy it does take a number of weeks for meditation to for your system to get used to meditation and for all the positive effects to come but insomnia the number one way that we can overcome it is regular mindfulness and meditation definitely I think that's, yeah, very good point. And I, it, what you touched on as well about the eating and digestion and meditating before you eat, I hadn't heard that before, but I think that's mm. fantastic. A lot of the times when I'm feeling immense stress, I can't eat and my stomach's in knots. I think, I think that's where I hold my stress. And so I don't want to eat. And I also think it's terrible when you do eat in that you can't enjoy the food. And it just, I just don't think that's good for your digestion. And so I've never heard that before. And it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we also treat irritable bowel syndrome. Mm, and which is 100% stress. Sorry. Yeah. I've experienced that and it was all stress. Yeah. And I had that when, when I was also uh, unwell. Mm. And what's happening is in IBS, mental stress goes to the stomach. So mm -hmm. we all have different places where our stress accumulates. So people who experience more anger type symptoms, their stress tends to go into the head and more into headaches mm. people who are more fear-based prone um, their stress tends to go into the stomach into the solar mm -hmm. plexus area which tightens up the intestines and actually if you meditate on the on your actual intestines so if you meditate before you eat you feel your intestines and you imagine them loosening up consciously bringing your awareness to it you'll find that your stomach begins to loosen up you feel calmer after 20 minutes and your digestion is much better and something else to add to that, we haven't mentioned water, although I think one of your guests did. Um, it's so important to drink lots of water. So that's often one of the very simple ways we can um, reduce our fatigue. And we don't want to drink during or after a meal um, because, as, as you may know, we dilute all the enzymes. So we want to wait 20 minutes, have some water, wait 20 minutes and then eat. And then after we've eaten, we want to wait an hour before we drink any further water to allow our digestion to be much more effective. So the way we're drinking water is very important. And we want to drink lots of water between meals. And you'll get all these mainstream medical practitioners saying, oh, we don't need water, we have enough water in the diet. What they're not realizing is because we're leaving inflammatory lifestyles and there's more stress in the system, we are losing more water uh, because of that way that we're living. So we do need more water as well. Fascinating stuff. I did not know that actually. So thank you. How do I get enough oxygen and exercise? Thank you. Right. So obviously with an actual illness, cardiovascular illness like that, you want to consult with your doctor to make sure that any breathing or meditation do is not going to make the rhythms of your heart worse. But generally, slow, deep breathing has a way of resetting the nervous system. So if we get stressed, 
we breathe more shallowly from up here and less from the belly. When we breathe deliberately from the belly, so our bottom hand is moving further. Luckily in the shot, you don't get to see my belly, which is very lucky for me. Um, <laughs> so as we're breathing in and out, we want our belly to move more than our hand up here. And that resets the nervous system and allows more oxygen to flow into the system and oxygenate. So that's a simple way that we can do this. As I mentioned, the Breathing on the Art of Living Foundation, many people have found that that's been very powerful at helping them with physical illness. Mm -hmm. um, and then what would you say about exercise? She was also asking about exercise. So once again, this is in consultation uh, with your doctor. Mm -hmm. If you find it to do proper, if you find proper cardio too much, then as I said, brisk walking in nature. It has mm. a profound effect on our mental, physical and emotional well-being. You know, making sure, I mean, I live in London and I make sure every Saturday and Sunday or one day a week, I'm going out into countryside and having a good two or three hours ramble in the countryside. Mm. And that just energizes my system, the, the prana or the chi is flowing. And that's once again, a great way of, um, you know, healing the body. So yeah, brisk, starting off with brisk walking would be a gentle way to start. Ashok, thank you so much. This has been full of so much practical, useful, helpful information for, for me and for everyone listening. So I can't thank you enough. Um, where can people find out more about you? Okay, so well, I think um, if people have, are suffering from uh, MECFS and fibromyalgia and these kind of chronic conditions, we have a brain retraining program that's called the Gupta Program. So you can go to guptaprogram.com. Uh, the English spelling or the American spelling. Um, and then uh, you can find out more and sign up for our free video course there. And if you're suffering from mild to moderate uh, fatigue and stress, uh, we have a not-for-profit app called The Meaning of Life Experiment, which you can download at themeaningoflife.tv. And mm -hmm. um, so that's the website, themeaningoflife.tv. Or you can go to App Store or Google Play and type in uh, Meaning of Life Experiment and uh, the app will come up there and that has lots of great 10 and 20 minute meditations and lots of videos practical wisdom that you can incorporate straight away to decrease your stress and also discover your life purpose as well absolutely fantastic great um, we'll have links to his website where you can get the app all of that type of thing in the comments and i'll update the show notes um, but thank you as always ashok that was fantastic. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, thank you, Ioni. It's been wonderful. Really, My lovely. pleasure. I'm glad that we finally got to it three months later. <laughs> thank you for being on it. Um, everyone, I will see you soon. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you get access to the Uplifting Content Summit for free. The Uplifting Content Summit was an interview series with some fantastic guests, including Jay Shetty, Christine Hassler, Alexi Panos, Preston Smiles, Kyle Cease, Peter Kelly, Jenna Phillips-Ballard, and many more about how to stay uplifted. So if you'd like some tips and advice from some of the best thought leaders, authors, coaches out there, be sure to subscribe to my email update and get access to this summit for free. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye.